Welcome back, everybody, to the Thriving Street Podcast, Mastering the Art of Thriving at Life. This is your host, Jeremy Jones, and this is my co-host, Gigi. Hi. Usually I say, say hi, Gigi. Dang it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to talk about our, our two topics are going to be, the first one's going to be triggers. Like, are you triggered? No, it's going to be habit triggers and uh, bad habits and good habit triggers. And it's why it's one of the most important things we can think about when it comes to creating change in our lives and the world around us. And, um, and it's also a really interesting study that is not a big surprise, but it's an example of a greater problem. And the study was about how um, uh, uh, teenagers who drink diet sodas actually consume uh, more calories than teenagers who drink regular sodas, which was really fascinating um, to see it in a study. And then what does that mean for, for diet foods in general? But, uh, um, but let's talk about this, this the, what, what a trigger is. And so in, in The Power of Habit the, by Charles Duhigg, he talks about the habit loop. And, you know, usually we're, go, our, our, we're going through our day through, and we just follow routines. Routines are what we do so we don't have to use extra mental energy to think about what we're going to do. You know, we, don't, we, we try to be organized with all of our clothes in one place. So we're not like scrambling around trying to find, trying to find what to wear that day. Um, you know, we, we usually have to keep our toothbrush in the same place, you know, it's like the, and, and there's the, the trigger is, you know, we get up and we do this thing and there's a trigger and then we follow through this routine, this loop. Um, there, it's, it's a, a trigger habit and then reward. Right. And then, and then we can keep that loop going. And this is where bad habits. Can I, wait, is it an example? If I were to give an example that like I, I prep my coffee pot at night and then in the morning I press the switch and that's the trigger or that's the work or whatever and then my reward is that I get coffee <laughs> yeah exactly or the trigger might just be that you go home you go downstairs or whatever and that you automatically it's the first thing you do you know like because it's it's there and that's that the trigger is you walk downstairs and even if you're like super out of it you're like I know what I need to do so I get my coffee <laughs> exactly. but the, that that but that's the so so one of the ways that we can uh, uh, create new habits or, or avoid bad habits is to pay attention to the triggers. And so uh, a lot of times, one of the easiest things to start with is not trying to change your behaviors, but notice the trigger that happened. So, you know, if you're somebody who always needs like uh, sweets at night, so it's like you had a healthy dinner, you had a good day, and an hour or two later, you're watching TV, and then you're like, oh, I need something. And you go get some, you know, some, some ice cream, or you go, you know, you eat the bag of chips or whatever. And so instead of like, trying to fight it because then that's really hard to do uh, <coughs> excuse me what you can do is is uh, just observe and say whoa yeah, that is weird I'm craving that what make what was I doing right before this that made me crave this right now and you know what uh, uh, you know what thoughts was I having what emotions was I having you know what what things triggered it uh, you know it could be commercials on TV it could be you know that that you're you're hungry you know maybe you didn't eat enough for dinner um, maybe it's that you're staying up late and the later you stay up, the, the more the body starts craving food again, because when you're staying up late at night, your body's predicting that you're not getting enough sleep and you probably aren't. And so it tends to promote the, uh, the hormones that make you hungry because it's trying to deal with extra stress, right? So one of the ways the body knows, like if I'm being stressed out, it wants you to eat more food. So you're not having to deal with, you know, starving. Um, and so you can, you can just observe and then say, okay, that's really interesting. And then you can say, okay, what can I do to prevent this trigger? You know, can I eat more food uh, for dinner? Could I go to bed earlier? Can I remove those bad foods completely so I don't have to use willpower to fight it? And then if you can, if you can reinforce the new habit, so instead of saying, you know, I'm going to have this ice cream or these chips, 
you know, you might say, I'm going to have a piece of fruit instead. So you replace it with something else, you know, uh, um, and, and you find some other positive habit. And, and I, what I really liked about something I read recently was talking about how you can, how you can replace those, those negatives, those bad habits with good habits by using the same triggers, you know? So, so for example, if you're at work or whatever, and like you always treat yourself to some candy at certain times of the day, you know, late morning or early afternoon, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get up and go get my piece of candy. And then it's like, and then it's like, well, why am I, why am I doing this? And there's this trigger. Okay. Like I, I want my candy. What do I really want? Well, I really just want to break from my computer. I, I need a break from this environment and I want some kind of reward. And you're like, okay, instead I'm going to do some push-ups and some squats, or I'm going to go for a walk around the block, or I'm going to go have, you know, I'm just going to go to the water and get a, get, get a thing of water, you know, and, and try to try to change, use that trigger to, to, to change your behavior. And eventually you won't have that same craving anymore because you've just, you've made a, you've made a different, uh, different choice. And, and so I think one of the, the, the big thing I wanted to point out was that we're always being triggered in all these different, uh, in all these different avenues. And if we can recognize our triggers, this first thing is just observing yourself, not necessarily trying to change it right away, but just observing the triggers. And then we can start making a plan for, you know, I have this trigger and then, and then what's, what can I do? What's, what are my backup plans? Right. So I, I, I really want to go, you know, have that beer or whatever, you know, you can say, okay, here's what I'm going to do instead. You know, when I have, you know, I'm, I'm going to not have the beer for 30 minutes and if I still want it, I'm going to have it, you know, like, <laughs> like some sort of coping strategy that if you plan that stuff ahead of time, research shows that you're going to be a lot more successful. And, and, uh, uh, so think about the triggers in your life. Um, what sort of triggers for bad habits might you have, Gigi, or have you talked to people about? Oh, I definitely, the stay up late is a big one for me. Definitely. If I, I like to be like in bed by like 9.30 and asleep by 10 or 10.30. And which is a problem because I do get carried away with reading a lot of the time. And I sometimes don't fall asleep until like midnight because I am too much into a book. But if I'm in bed, then I can stay up later than if I'm hanging out downstairs. Like if I'm hanging out downstairs watching TV, then it's like, oh, okay, it's been like, I'm hungry again. And then you want like a snack or a second round of dinner or like whatever it is. And I don't keep, like we don't eat junk food, so there's no junk food in my house. But it ends up being then like, okay, so I'm gonna have like some of the leftover steak and salad from dinner. Well, that's like a whole other meal, right? And if you identify, like for me, that was a big thing, like identifying, oh, because I'm staying up late and I'm in the kitchen, because it's like our main floor is all open, right? So I'm going to get something to eat. If I go to bed, even if I'm not going to sleep earlier, but I'm in bed, I'm not going to get up and go and get the food. That was, so that was a big thing for me. And for I, your, think that, I think that's really- Justin, brush your teeth after dinner. Yeah, I like that one. That's, that's a way to, way to, again, not want to eat because you already brush your teeth. Um, the, the, I, I do think it's really common for parents, especially because, because, you know, you're, you're working and you're doing all this stuff and then you have, um, you have to deal with your kids and getting them fed and put to bed and everything. And then it's like me time. It's the time to, to spend, uh, um, you know, relaxing or whatever. And then we end up pushing that time out. Um, cause you think you're, you're relaxing and resting when you're watching TV, for example, like when you're reading, but a lot of times that just ends up turning into hours of time spent. Um, when you're not getting the same <laughs> amount of relax, relaxation and downtime that you thought you were. So then, you know, you put your kids to bed at eight or nine and then you stay up till, you know, midnight cause you want me time. You know, that actually got to be a really bad problem for me because 
So like I'm a single mom, right? Which means that it, it's a, it's kind of the worst of both worlds. And not that I, I love my life, but, um, so when you're a parent, someone has to stay home with the kids, right? And when you're, but when you're single, you don't have any company. So if you're single and you don't have kids, you can go out at night and you can have hobbies. You can go do yoga or be on a swim team and, or you could go do painting or whatever. But when you have kids and you're single, you're at home by yourself every single night. You can't leave because you have responsibilities at home, but you also don't have any company. So you end up doing like, just like things that you can do by yourself day in and day out, day after day after day. And it's boring as fuck. (laughs) And so it got to the point where I was like, actually, because these triggers like kept coming up and I would just be like endlessly surfing on Netflix and like watching this and watching that. And I don't even really like to watch TV, but it was just a go-to and it got to the point where it'd be like midnight or one. And by this point I've had like a big snack or a second round of dinner and I'm not sleeping properly and I can't wake up in the morning. And it was just like, why to do what? To hang out by myself watching stuff that I don't even want to watch. Right. Like, and, and I think that so many people get trapped in that. Right. And it's that trigger of like, okay, after I put the kids to bed, I'm going to go downstairs and do the dishes and I'm going to sit down on the couch. Right. Like, and that, that's a very normal cycle for people. Right. And the trigger was sitting down on the couch. Right. And as soon as I kind of identified that and I was like, um, you know, so now I go downstairs, clean the kitchen and then I just go right back upstairs. And that has made a big difference. And now I go to sleep, I get more sleep. I'm not staying up. I'm not on the screen as much. And, you know, like you're in my world where we work online. So we're always on screens and like, I don't want to add to that by watching more TV, but anyway, now I'm just rambling. (laughs) Well, and the screen, the screens was something to touch on too, right? Is, is now most of our recreation when we're at home before bed is involving screens, whether it's TV or our phones and we're scrolling and, and uh, especially you guys who are gym owners or coaches, a lot of times, a lot of your work is on there. So you're, so you're not even getting away from work. So you're, you're trying to relax, but now you end up, you know, looking at, clients posts and you're responding to people and you're doing these things that end up being work-based, um, which is not going to make you relax and want to go to sleep and may stress you out. And then the, the light, right? So we know that blue light, especially from screens and that screen, the closer it is to your face, the more you're absorbing, especially through your eyes, um, prevents you from producing melatonin. And melatonin is, is the uh, thing that makes you sleepy, right? So our melatonin peaks in the evening around sunset, as long as you don't have lights on you. And, and that's what makes you, that gets your body prepared for sleep. It's also a really powerful antioxidant. And so it's good for preventing cancer. And so, um, uh, you know, having those, that recreation, even if you aren't working, it's still keeping you up, you know? So that's why they have the, the orange filters on your phone. You can wear orange glasses or whatever, but ultimately those are just band-aids. You know, if you can read a book and try to use more uh, incandescent lights, not fluorescent or LED lights in your rooms before bed, that's going to help you fall asleep faster um, and sleep better too. The quality of your sleep will increase if you do that. Uh, I have a question about LEDs. If it's a, if it's like behind a lampshade, does it matter what kind of light bulb it is? No, most LEDs put out the, the whitest lightest bright uh, light they can. And so it's, it's, it, even if it's in your fixtures and everything else, it's still too much white. Um, they make some LEDs that are more warmer hues that you can try to get, or you can change the hue of the light and that can be better. But in general, um, it's because of the way they design the diodes. And so it, it still puts out a lot of the white, which is all colors, which has a lot of blue and, and uh, green spectrum, which tend to 
which tend to, again, tell your body. It's like, it's like imagine being in a cave and you have this hole to the outside world and it's a bright and sunny day and you're like staring at it right here in front of your face. It's like, you're, you're not going to trick your body. It's, it, it's nighttime. Your body thinks it's, your body thinks it's daytime. You know? Okay. Like, what are some other triggers that don't involve sleep then? Cause I, I have a lot. Like if I, before I go to bed, if I want to have a glass, like a glass of wine or a beer, then it's like, okay, if I have tea instead, then that's like a replacement thing. Right. Um, but all of those have to do with like going to bed and nighttime. What are some stuff that you have that's during the day? Um, it could be like you're going to the gym in the morning, first thing in the morning. So you set up your routine so that you have a trigger that like, okay, I'm going to put my, my gym bag in the car or whatever so that I know that, okay, I'm going to the gym today. And you set that intention. Another one that's really good is uh, um, scheduling your, uh, your attendance ahead of time. So registering for the class a day or two in advance. So you set that intention. Um, and in general, um, one of the things I read about recently too was it's really good to log your food before you eat it, right? So, so like if you're trying to track your food especially or, or any, any habit, if you're tracking your ha habit, you actually write down that you did it before you actually do it. So right before you do it or, or earlier in the day, you say that you did it and you're setting that intention and you're much more likely to follow through. Um, so those are triggers that you're setting up. You're, you're deliberately making a trigger. Like I'm going to put my gym bag in my car. So I'm going to the gym today, you know, and, and, uh, and then, and then when you're driving home, you know, maybe take it out of the trunk or whatever and put it in the, in the passenger seat, you know? So, so you're driving home or, or another one is like, if you're leaving work, you always go drive past the gym, even if it takes a little bit longer to get home. You know, and then that way you're, you're like not really feeling it and you're not really, but you still drive right past it or pull in the parking lot and you really have to not want to go to the gym that day. And if you, if you, because, but you don't, you don't allow yourself to go straight home. You know, you always go past the gym and then, you know, like, cause usually what happens is you'll pull in the parking lot and be like, I'll go in for 10 minutes and just mobilize or just go, you know, do something fast. Like that, that, that's the, you're setting up that deliberate trigger um, so that you go to the gym versus like going home. Yep. I like all those things or like carrying around a water bottle, mm -hmm. right? Like that's a really good one. Like a lot, most people don't drink enough water. Um, but if you have a water bottle in your purse or in your car or whatever, and you just keep it full, then you're going to drink a lot more water because you just have water on you. Right. Yeah. Another one. Um, another one is I think for a lot of people, you know, the snack foods in the cabinet or like the drinks in the fridge, um, you know, you open the fridge, it's there. So you come home, you open the fridge, it's there. You come downstairs or you come into your kitchen and, and the snacks there. And so now you have to actively not do it, which again takes willpower and it's hard. Um, if you take those things that you're trying to avoid and you take, get them out of sight, put them in the garage in like a big Tupperware container and put another Tupperware container on top of it, you, know, you don't think about it and you're like, oh, it'd be a, lot of, it'd be a pain to go get it. If I, if I really want it, I can, but, but it's a real pain to go get. You know, um, I, I, I know somebody who's saying that they, they would always buy like a, a candy bar, right? And the, the whole idea is, you know, a piece of candy, a, a little sliver of chocolate bar is fine every day. It's not going to, everybody should be able to have that in their diet, you know, but she was saying that she eats the whole thing, you know, and, and it always starts with one and two and then the whole candy bar is gone. And then like the next day she buys another candy bar going like, okay, I'm only going to eat one at a time. And then she's the whole thing. And then she's like, okay, you know what? Now I just buy one serving at a time. Right. And so I go to the store and I'll buy one truffle. I'll buy one thing. 
and then I go and I eat it and that's it. And I'm not going to go back down to the store to get another one, you know? And so <laughs> then you have different problems. <laughs> well, it, well, and again, that's a flag to say like, what's going on? Why am I triggered like this? Why do I, you know, why am I have, why is that craving? So, 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 uh, so, so those are ways, again, we can use triggers to pay attention to what's going on with our, because ultimately it's about what's really going on in, inside of our brains. And we use a little bit of mental energy to figure that out. And then we deliberately set up our environments so that the triggers are triggering us toward the positive. Um, cool. Let's talk about this article. And, and uh, uh, let me see if I can get this sh my share going. My share going. So you guys can see this. So this was, um, where's the headline? Drinking diet soda may, may, may make you gain weight, study suggests. And there's been a lot of studies that talk about this. And uh, just real quick, it's not, it's not anything real groundbreaking if you guys work in the fitness and, and nutrition realm. But um, basically they took um, like 7,000 kids, they were teenagers, and uh, they, they said that, uh, uh, that in the, like from 1999 to 2012, artificial sweeteners have jumped up um, 200%. The consumption has jumped up, you know, 200%. And they had these kids uh, track, track their, their foods. And they had three groups. They had a group of that, or four groups. They had water, people that just drank water only uh, for the most part. And then they had people who did the diet, all the diet drinks artificially sweetened. And then they had the ones that just drank regular sodas and, and fully, fully full calorie drinks. And they had people who did both. And, uh, so they said that kids who kids who drink diet soda can consumed an extra 196 calories per day. So they're drinking sodas that have virtually no calories, but they made up for it by eating other things. And we can speculate on what, what's the physiological mechanism going around on around this. We know that sweeteners can still raise your insulin, which when your insulin's high, then you end up getting hunger cravings because your body's looking for more sugar to put away. So it makes you crave sweets. Um, so, but, so, but that this is evidence, uh, exact evidence of something like that happening. Um, uh, so they're eating an extra 200 calories per day than the kids who drank water, even though they were only drinking diet sodas. Um, the kids who drank sugary sodas consumed an extra 312 calories per day. And kind of one of the most telling things is kids that drank both diet and regular drinks consumed an extra 450 calories per day compared to, you know, water drinkers. And, you know, we know most people, probably teenagers should be in that 1500 to 2000 calorie range, maybe a little bit more if they're really active. But you know, a 2,000 calorie diet, 450 calories is like 25% more calories um, than a kid who was just drinking water, right? Um, and those are the kids yeah, who did like both. over a week, that's a pound of calories, right? Like a pound is 3,500 calories. If you add an extra 500 a day, that's literally an extra pound a week just from drinks. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and we know that these that these uh, these calories usually are are the you know the carbohydrate variety and a very insulin related variety, which it, a lot of research shows is tends to promote more body fat gain than a lot of other calories. So so again, like Gigi and I were talking about this beforehand, and she's kind of like, well, that's such a simple thing. Like, yeah, duh, don't drink sodas. Just yeah. drink, just drink water. Like that's all milk juice pop like all of that stuff is like not necessary just drink water like it's <laughs> yeah and then it's like you said like if you work in the fitness industry this is like duh like we've been saying this for 30 years mm -hmm. you know but um you know i've been saying it since i was four at least right for 30 years but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but so so uh what's interesting though, or, or what this made me think of is this is just another example of these, these drinks are called diet, 
like that's purely what they're for is is supposedly for weight loss and weight management and they're supposed to be better alternatives than the regular drinks and yet we see this evidence that shows it doesn't it actually is worse right or 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 at least it's it's definitely still worse than drinking non-calorie uh, no non-calorie non-sweetened beverages and, and you know we think about our society and how we continue to set things up and someone comes up with a new solution that is then marketed to everybody to 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 be a fix and ultimately we always want to go back to sort of that ancestral model to say like okay you know what how is the human animal supposed to live and how does this fit into that equation you know and so the human animal didn't have artificial sweeteners and it's not saying that something new that comes along is bad, but it, it, it does make, you do always want to have that lens and you want to be very careful with your recommendations and how you might change um, your behaviors based upon this, this new thing that's come along. Yeah. And, and we're seeing it now, like, like diet pops are a great example. Um, but the other one that always comes to my mind is the, the war on fat, right? Like, uh, and yogurt is the thing for me that stands out the most is like the, the concept of fat free yogurt just blows my mind because it's like, number one, the amount of chemicals and processing that you have to add to yogurt to remove the fat is like mind blowing. And number two, then you have to add in a whole bunch of sugar to make it taste any good at all because it's the fat in the yogurt that makes it taste good. Um, so now you're, you've got basically like a tub of chemicals and sugar. And the, and like at that point, there's nothing good for you in fat free yogurt. Right. But, but it was the fat, right. At the time it was, you know, fat is bad fat, like fat makes us sick. Fat on our bodies makes us sick. So we shouldn't eat fat. And now we're feeling the repercussions of 40 years of the war on fat, right. Where we're, our bodies are just full of chemicals and sugar and like all kinds of stuff. Right. And, and where would yeah. we be if we had gone through that? Right. Well, and, and, you know, I think part of what contributed to the, the fat hypothesis was the fact that people think of fat like oils and greases and how they clog your drains, right? And they think that like, oh, you know, if I pour hot grease in my drain at home, it's going to clog and I'm going to have a clogged pipe. And they say, well, you know, fat clogs your arteries just like it does your pipes. And people make that, that visualization, that concept is, is not true. You know, it was just, it was something that people started saying and it sort of made, it makes sense, you know, from a like, oh yeah, I've had clogged pipes before. I, I see what grease looks like when it's cold. And it's like, and so that's what clogs your arteries. And then when they go and they clean out people's arteries, you know, they, they've shown that a lot of that stuff isn't, isn't uh, what's really going on, you know, and, and, and it's much, much more complicated and nuanced than that. And, and that's just another example of kind of science trying to like, chase down this problem and going off on this long tangent when there's ultimately something else going on um, and why we need to look at studies and research uh, and, and, and listen to people who, who have a better understanding and always, and again, always taking it, taking it from a like, well, how does this apply to, to me and my lifestyle and my experiences and what my ancestors experienced and, and, uh, and realize that there's probably never going to be any major, you know, like, uh, quick fixes or major shifts in, in what, you know, and what people are, what people are being prescribed or told what to do. Hmm. That's all. all right. Well, <laughs> well, I would say I it, it, it's, I was going to say it's always a red flag when someone has like, this is the newest, greatest thing ever. It's going to change your life and it's so much better. And this, you know, and that's the clickbaity headlines that we see every day, right? Is the, you know, the news sites they're looking, they're trying to get eyeballs. So they're always creating headlines and they take the research and they, 
they, they find some weird little thing that says like tequila makes you live longer. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to click on that. <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, or, or, Oh, this one thing is going to, is going to kill you, you know, like, Oh, you're going to die if you do this. And it's like, well, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit and, and, and figure it out. And, and I think um, sometimes it's really hard to find the signal through the noise. Right. And there's so much noise out there now. And one of the ways is to stop tricking yourself to look at your phone every night. <laughs> the less, less noise you're getting, the, 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 the better the signal is going to be and the better your life's going to be. Mm-hmm. Just All right. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks again for tuning in, figure out what triggers you have and uh, why you're being triggered. And if you can re- remove that trigger or replace it with something benefit and health, uh, uh, beneficial and healthy and um, don't drink, artificial sweeteners. I think that's it. Bye.